0: Today's show is brought to you by our new sponsor, Cog Network. Cog Network, geared for gain. Cog Network is hedge fund investing evolved. By owning Cog Network tokens, you get exposure to the hedge fund's gains. The hedge fund is comprised of algorithmically traded commodity futures and investment in hard assets related to energy. The first hard asset is partial ownership of a multi-million dollar solar farm
1: that has a crypto mining operation attached. I mean, this is really something that both traditional and crypto investors can come together and participate in. So for traditional investors, they can get exposure to cutting-edge blockchain technology in a framework that they're familiar with. A hedge fund, right? And crypto investors can get exposure to an actual security that bears dividends and includes non-crypto assets. So that's super cool. And just for
0: full disclosure, Cog Network is a fully registered and regulated entity qualified by the SEC as a Reg D as well as a Reg S and has a 506C exemption. They've been working with lawmakers since 2017 to get this idea built out in a fully compliant way.
1: Crip Nation, if you guys are interested in learning more about a tokenized hedge fund, go visit www.cog.network.
0: What's up, everybody out there in Crypt Nation? Pizza Mind here, rolling solo today. Don't worry, Bryce is fine. He does not have the coronavirus. Not that we have tests available to find out anyway. He's actually out on assignment at the moment. So I have the honor and pleasure of speaking with Jack Tao, the founder of FEMEX, about futures trading, derivatives, and a lot of really interesting stuff. So... I'm actually happy to do this episode solo because there's so many questions that I have that uh, Bryce would kind of just get in the way, if you know what I mean. But I'm going to be happy to have him back next episode. But for now, Jack, welcome to Crypto 101. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. It's my pleasure. First off, let's talk about who you are and what you were doing before you founded FEMEX. Give Crypt Nation uh, a brief overview of uh, your background.
2: Um, I'm a student of uh, uh, blockchain and the Bitcoin before, and I worked for Morgan Stanley for 11 years. Uh, so last year in summer, so my partners and I decided to open our own shop, uh, which is uh, the Crypto exchange. Fantastic. So what important life lessons did you learn from your
0: time at Morgan Stanley?
2: Well, um, that, that's uh, quite a lot you know uh it's it's a long journey uh in Morgan Stanley. i think uh it definitely make me to be a better person uh you know uh, it's uh, how to learn the teamwork uh how to run a business how to uh run a global team so i was the global dev leader uh in one of the trading equity trading team and uh you know it's um a lot of things. Uh, most important thing is like uh, how to be a, a good engineer. Like In financial world, uh, you are developing uh, a, a software. <clears throat> it's not just a software, right? It has to be fully compliant, and it had be accurate, and uh, it had be fully tested. You cannot mistake because uh, <clears throat> there's real money trading in those systems. And uh, I, I joined in 2008 as a financial crisis, and, you know, it's, uh, that, that changed the whole, uh, whole industry. And a lot of companies have uh, put a lot of investment to improve their system to be more compliant. And uh, the process of uh, developing uh, software uh, become much, much uh, restricted and harder. And uh, I <clears throat> the most important lessons I learned is that repetition is very important in this industry.
0: That's great words of wisdom there. Uh, repetition, sticking to your strategy. Now, you mentioned you joined there in 2008. We're recording this episode towards the end of March here in 2020. What similarities and differences are you seeing in the economic landscape right
2: now? Um, it's uh, it, Yeah, it's definitely very similar uh, maybe to uh, many, many years ago in financial world. And it's uh, no much regulations, and uh, there's a lot of people um, rush to those uh, this industry uh, because uh, you can do a lot of things. And uh, for cryptos, uh, some people describe it as a wide, wide west world, right? And uh, it is true in terms of that. Um, it's uh, there's no regulation and very very thin regulation actually, and uh, people have a lot of innovation ideas. We clearly can see that uh, uh, in innovation ideas uh, can run this business, and it's the main driven um, main drive for this uh, for this industry. Uh, lots of our problems uh, cannot be solved uh, in the traditional world. Uh, we can see there's a good solution in cryptos. Well
0: said. So due to a variety of factors, not just the coronavirus, uh, the greed and fear index, it hit its most fearful rating ever this past yeah. week. On Yesterday Crazy. or uh, well, yeah, last week sometime on a scale of zero to 100, zero being the most fearful, 100 being the most greedy. We were at a three, a three from where you sit. <laughs> Will the traditional financial institutions and governments figure this out, just like they did in two thousand eight, or is society really going to finally collapse? What do you think is going to happen?
2: I think that's uh, it's kind of human nature. It's uh, you know, I, I, personally, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, like uh, everyone's feared. It's, you look, look at the news, right? So, I, I told my family I don't look at news. It's uh, it's just to make make your move uh, it's a uh, ruin your day and uh, this is really sad and uh, it, uh, the coronavirus uh, has huge impact to the economy and uh, q1 is totally destroyed i think at least in china and uh, it definitely impacted q2 um, in north america and the, the rest of the world and uh, there's no guarantee this can, this is gonna be better soon and uh, this reaction is totally uh um, make sense to me, I think. But on the other side, that uh, we have to believe that uh, uh, that's we should we this, this will, we we will go through this right we will go through this and uh, and uh, and uh, the vo- we have to prepare for the volatility and uh, the risk uh, for for your 41 k and uh, for your crypto inva- investment. Right, there, there's a there's a Twitter kind of a joke, and he said, that "Now, uh, the 401k is just like your face; don't touch it." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, 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 So, so I see that uh, that um, I I don't worry that the society gonna crap, uh, gonna gonna collapse. Um, personally, we have a lot of friends that uh, they actually got the virus. And they're still very calm, work as normal, and they just stay well stay from the crowd and, uh, and drink more water, and uh, to not, not to make the symptoms worse, not to affect other friends or families. And uh, I, th- I think a well-educated person, and uh, as the government and a lot of governments keep putting on resources to solve this problem, things will definitely get better and better. But 2020, 2020, this year is a very dramatic year, and uh, you know, and maybe we haven't seen the worst yet. So I don't know. That's that's uh, we we have to be cautious and uh, get prepared. That's uh, that's what I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now over here in the United States, we're just now starting to take measures to take this thing seriously. You're over in Singapore, and you guys were pretty much the second country hit or the third country right after China yeah. and Japan how's life returning to normal after a couple months over there
2: well at the beginning you know people rush to the supermarket to grab whatever they can and there's a lot of youtube video uh, or twitter uh, post those things and uh, a week a week later uh, two weeks later and uh, this this had the supermarket uh, uh, symptoms happened to everywhere so um now it's everything cooled down. I think uh, people used to that and they understand that uh, panic won't solve the problem, right? And it's a time to cooperate with each other and uh, follow the government uh, instructions. And uh, so let things, uh, they, people just uh, accept the, uh, the facts and, uh, and uh, the life, life back to normal, I would say. Wow.
0: Well, that's very, very hopeful for the rest of us. We just got to um, suck it up for a couple months and then hopefully we'll be just fine, too. Uh, let's move on back to crypto and stuff. You know, I one of the things we've really been watching is how Bitcoin follows the stock market. And we're wondering, is Bitcoin really affected by these macroeconomic events because before all this happened, you, there's this big debate: is oh, is the Bitcoin having priced in? Are we already there? Are we going to see a pump? Are we not? But is like Bitcoin's open twenty four seven; it never gets sick. There's no business that shuts down. There's no supply chain. There's no overhead for Bitcoin. I mean, is it really affected by these other events going on in the world, or just, will it just do its own thing?
2: Yeah, it's uh you know, it's it's really hard to say. It's a decentralized world and uh, uh, even exchange, uh, we sometimes don't know. But we do expect the volatility. And you know, when those things, coronavirus happened and uh, the entire world is panic, people want to cash. You know, people want to cash and they, 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 they want to cash out uh, from their investment. Uh, that's one reason I can think of. The other reason is that, uh, you know, more and more institutional investors or trading system connected to cryptos, uh, a lot of com- big companies, big high-frequency companies, as I know, that uh, they may have a modeling uh, to have signals uh, to the traditional markets, especially for the uh, stock markets. Uh, they may create some synergy between uh, these two worlds that, you uh, uh, to create more uh, volatility and activities uh, on trading. So um, the third thing is uh, that uh, um, people uh, will always worry about there's maybe a whale uh, sitting behind to control the price of the cryptos. I don't know. You know, that's uh, that, that. There's no proof on that, uh, but uh, it could be the panic sale. So maybe one one person sell a chunk of uh, bitcoin and there are lots of like uh, machine learning or robots trading uh, follow the trends and then make it the worse and the worse and it cause a chain factor so that that's the third reason not to well but uh, the, the 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 use the use of there's, there's lots of api users right they 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 have led, they program their their uh, their trading system, and they call they maybe have some uh, uh, some chain factor uh, and the uh, negative impact on the price.
0: That's great insight. I didn't even think about uh, all the different machine learning bots that compile onto things. Um, but I think you're right. I think that is a big part of it. And related to that are the market makers, maybe not necessarily a single whale, but market makers that are there to provide liquidity to different exchanges. Is there a point, either in the SLA, the service level agreements, for with these guys, where they can just opt out, take their ball, go home, and just let everything free fall on its own?
2: Oh, uh, it's different. So market makers, there's a, usually there's a, they have a contract. Some some market makers have a contract with uh, with exchange, and uh, so they can have uh, better fees, um, and uh, they have some responsibilities. Uh, uh were signed with the exchange to say so uh for example that uh, they have to make one uh one trade uh amount one uh one one minute right they have to be uh, they have to post their trade uh, within the like uh, five five pips spread so that uh, to make sure that uh, they are providing the liquid they deserve their, their rebates and those kind of things and uh, when 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 the market uh, Goes down, market uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's very common. They have to retreat. They may be retreated even deeper uh, to protect them themselves. And uh, in 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 some extreme case like uh, like uh, uh, what do we see that uh, in, uh, almost two weeks ago, that market makes act. Uh, they did provide a lot of liquidities, and uh, uh, I would say they kind of like uh, catching the falling knives uh to uh to give as many support as they could uh to the markets and some 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 smaller ones uh they can they probably uh they or maximize their positions and uh the, some take loss but some uh, some can hold on it can effectively hedge if they could um they 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 can survive so so it's uh, it's uh, it's a very complicated. So,
0: yeah, definitely. I was just hoping you know we're not at a point where
2: they're taking so much loss that they just don't want to be in the game for a while. Yeah, market makers usually like uh, when it's a panic sell, why they are the buyers, right? They they it. right. It's a uh, it's uh, one of that responsibility, and especially if uh, for smarter, uh, for sophisticated uh, market makers. If they catch the falling ball at the right price, they're actually making money. Wow,
0: that's incredible. Well, it's good to know that they're making money in any situation, so they're not just going to get out of the game. I think that's what I was most concerned about. But let's talk about Femex specifically now and your futures trading. Um, A lot of our users have never tried it. A lot of our listeners maybe never heard of it. At a high level, what is futures trading compared to just buying and selling crypto?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a very similar to the traditional market. You have the spot market, spot market, that basically you buy specific stocks, Apple, Tesla uh, stocks. You own a piece of uh, part part of the part of the company, and that's usually what we call a spot market. Uh, but uh, usually in traditional market, uh, the, the 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 future market, or what we call the the derivatives market. Uh, is usually like a 100 times bigger than the sports market. And uh, with the, the derivatives market is not just the future. It uh, have uh, OTC markets and uh, it has a, a, a lot more. And uh, those uh, uh, those uh, markets provide uh, uh, retail institutional clients uh, uh, different ways to manage a risk and to catch opportunities. And the... Uh, then the same, same in the, for the future markets that um, we're not actually uh, sell or buy uh, cryptos, right? So we basically, by the contracts, uh, provide a platform to people to bid on the price, uh, which
1: is the index price collecting from. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the UFi Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's E-U-F-Y, Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y, Video Lock. Videolock Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door.
2: You have
3: one unheard message.
2: Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast On uh, multiple different sports markets. So, if you think that uh, Bitcoin price is going up, you can easily buy and contract and uh, to wait. To hopefully, that the price uh, goes up in your favor. And if uh, you think the price goes down, right? If you like, like uh, in short term or long term, you think the price goes down, you can sell. So, it's very easy to buy as well as to sell in the diverse market. But for the spot market, it's easy to buy but not to sell. So, so we w- we would like to see that uh, uh, with the success of uh, future markets, uh, and uh, it will make the price uh, more stable. And uh, because there are more and more people easy to sell, so we we won't see that. Um, uh, it's it's become harder and harder for people to manipulate market because the market become bigger and bigger, right? You have uh, previously you only have uh, the spot market and uh, you maybe have a little more money you can impact some coins. But in, in the future, uh, because the leverage and uh, it uh, the, the to to able to manipulate market, you have need more capitals. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Um,
0: So let's define a few terms that are kind of unique to futures that people might have not ever seen on their normal exchange. What is the difference between an index
2: price and a mark price? So index price is basically that we we get a snapshot every second uh, from different exchanges. And uh, those exchanges, they usually spot market. And uh, the average, let's say... Uh, to make it simple the average price is our index price right and uh, so for the derivative exchange that for FedEx, we don't control the index price that's uh, the coinbase we get the Coinbase coin get its price from Binance. and they, pro- they, they their price actually impact the in- index price so it's uh, out of our control and uh, mark price is uh, mark price is uh, kind of uh, um, uh, is derived from the index price, right? So when people trading in, in, in change the order book, the ask price and the bid price may not be exactly as the index price. It, it could trade it in a premium, which means the ask price and bid price is uh, beyond the index price. It could trade it in a discount because many more people want to sell, right? So to reduce the the gap between the the index price and the the exchange price, right? So there's a mechanism called funding and the funding rate. What does it mean is uh, the funding rate actually, uh, so during a a period and the people, more people want to buy. And uh, at the end, the funding rate will be positive and the people has to pay additional funding fees from buyer to seller so then because this is a, uh this kind of a punishment and uh, it's more likely to have people to sell uh, to reduce the price this uh, to dis- reduce the price to make it uh, more closer to the index price right so mark price actually is uh, uh, basically Index price multiplied by a funding rate factor, and uh, that's uh, that's a fair price uh, to tell uh, users what's uh, what's uh, what's a fair price traded in the exchange. Do you have a friend
0: who's interested in getting into cryptocurrency, but they don't know where to start building their portfolio? Well, we have the answer. It's called Copy Trader by eToro. With CopyTrader, you can automatically copy every trade of eToro's top crypto traders, just like myself or Bryce or Kevin, at the exact price point and in real time. No need to study up on markets or develop your own strategies. Simply just sign up and copy our trades. Any profits that we make, you do too. Proportional to your investment, of course. With eToro, you get access to the world's most popular cryptocurrencies with transparent trading fees all in one easy-to-use app. Copy the smart money with eToro. Join now at eToro.com slash Crypto 101. Thank you. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay.
2: Um, what is an underlying asset? The underlying asset, uh, so right now we have, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's based on the, each contract, like uh, our BTC contract underlying assets is the uh, Bitcoin index. And we have Ethereum, XRP, XTZ. they all based on those uh, uh, individual index as well. And uh, we have one more product called Gold USD. And uh, that underlying is the the gold index uh, we get from some uh, different data data source. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, What is leverage? Oh, leverage. Leverage basically is a tool. And uh, so you can it it reduced the capital uh requirement for investors to to be able to invest a bigger uh, a bigger portfolio that uh, they could uh that they, uh, they couldn't in compared to the spot market it's uh, so you would have uh, uh if you used like for example two times leverage right uh Basically, you only need to pay half of the uh, initial margin, right? If you want to buy, like, you worth $100 uh, uh, contracts and use it two times leverage. So you're about to only pay, like, $50. So it can maximize your capital usage. But also that you have to think about the risk, right? When the price goes up, and you get the double. You get double the profits, but when the price goes down, you probably get uh, uh, also double the damage. Interesting, interesting.
0: Okay, and then the last definition I'd like you to uh, explain is
2: liquidation. Speaking of damage, what is liquidation? So liquidation is because you use the leverage, and at some point that your initial margin, uh, you 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 entertain that uh, unrealized. Realize the PNL, like right, the profit and the loss, right? When you have, uh, when are taking a loss, and you cannot keep up your maintenance margin. So, for example, uh, you may pay one percent as the initial margin, and you have to at least to keep half uh, percent for your maintenance margin. If you keep losing the money, you cannot maintain the maintenance margin, and the liquidation triggers. Liquidation basically, and uh, basically, it takes all your initial margin uh, out of your balance. And uh, there's a liquidation engine will try to sell all your positions on the market. Gotcha. So you will see in the news from time to time about uh,
0: there being crazy liquidations, and you'll see that in instances like uh, this morning when Bitcoin went up seven hundred dollars in twenty minutes. You're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of people getting liquidated. And what that essentially means is their bets went the wrong way and it went so far the wrong way. They didn't have enough to cover it and they lost all their money. So that is the other danger of futures compared to spot. You know, if you're spot trading Bitcoin and you have Bitcoin, no matter what the price is, you still have that amount of Bitcoin. It doesn't matter. But uh, in futures, you could actually lose everything. So very, very yes. important to realize that when you're trading futures and using leverage. So that is the main difference. But no guts, no glory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, so when people trade their routers, they have to be equipped some knowledge and the, some basic, uh, basic, basic uh, studies. And uh, for, for example, like, uh, we, we have cross margin and isolated margin. So if you use isolated margin, right you won't be like uh, you won't lose everything because it's uh, you you only allocate a certain amount of money to open some positions and if that's get liquidated it's only impacted that's initial margin that you have pre allocated right but it's not uh, impact the rest of the money in your pocket but Right, but but if you use cross margin, that's different. Cross margin that uh, may give you more tolerance because the entire uh, portfolio, your entire capital, is protecting that position. They give you more leeways based on the, uh, when when market goes up or down or against you. Uh, but if that liquidity happened, all your money uh, will will be liquidated. So that. So people, when you, you trade trading those cryptos, you have to understand the, your risk tolerance and uh, how much money you're willing will to invest and uh, what's the risk you want to take. Right. We see all kinds of
0: scam wicks and market manipulation on BitMEX and Binance all the time. Uh, people trading opposite the retail and really just trying to uh, take their money away if they're a little over leveraged. Are there any safeguards on Femex that protects
2: their users? Um, so, one is that uh, you have to invite more and more the, uh, liquidity, liquidity provider, not just one, right? So, for example, if in exchange that you only have one market maker and, you know, each market maker, as we explained before, that uh, each market maker has, uh, has limited capital, right? And when they, when they accumulate the huge position and they have, they have the, their risk, so they have the intensive to, to trade against users user, uh, to manipulate the market in, so, in some ways. But you know, for exchange side, as we mentioned, that, that, uh, the market price, the market price is uh, what we, we call it a dual uh, pricing uh, mechanism. It's kind of protecting users. So the market price is basically driven from index price which is not controlled by any market makers, right? Because that, that, that price is from the other exchange. And uh, if the price has a huge difference, huge difference, and the funding fee will punish the people to push the price, right? And eventually okay. encourage everyone to uh, make the market price uh, uh, be around the index price, right? So market price, what we call the market price, right? That's the market price to trigger the liquidation, Right? not the last price. So last price, you can easily manipulate. You know, right? right, right? If, if current price is uh, index price is 100, and the last price could be 50, could be like uh, only half or be 150, right? So market maker can control that, but they cannot control the market price. The market price will still be around the 100. So when people's uh, liquidation price is based on the market price and triggered the market price, so those auto book manipulation will not trigger the the uh the liquidation as uh, as people wanted. So so that's that's uh, that's already protecting uh the customers for this.
0: And that's great advice. Yeah, definitely make sure you're using mark price on your stop losses for sure. And then the last question I have regarding to that is: what kind of people are allowed to trade futures? Do you need any special kind of licenses or be in any specific uh, regions of the world in order to use your platform
2: we open to m- m- most of the, the world and we do uh, band, uh, band like mail in china and uh, we follow the local rules and uh, and we actively talk to the singapore uh, government they are more friendly to crypto exchanges and the, to to get more license to open more business uh, in this area very cool all right, well,
0: we're going to wrap things up here in just a, a couple more questions. These are the questions we ask every guest that comes on the show. It's always interesting because people have so many different answers. Mm-hmm. Who's one
2: person you admire in the crypto space? Santoshi-san. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah, course. <never> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the safest way to admire in the crypto world, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I, I do. Uh, that's his white paper that uh, made me truly understand the blockchain. And uh, I still remember the moment I, I finished uh, that paper. I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is really really cool." I haven't seen this, this kind of thing in in my life, you know. And uh, that's why I I devoted myself into this new industry. And uh, if if that could happen, I really want to meet uh, meet him or her. Who knows what's possible? Yeah.
0: What is one company besides yours that you think is going to have the greatest impact in the crypto space?
2: Um, that's hard to say. Uh, it's really so the, this industry changes uh, really fast, and uh, and uh, some companies very good uh, one or two years ago may not that good look good uh, these days. So I really like Coinbase and um, Coinbase and Binance. So Coinbase was my uh, was my first exchange. Uh, I, I purchased my first Ether on Coinbase. Uh, they're doing a very good job. They provide a lot of service, but their fee like is crazy to retail users. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, you know they have to follow a lot of regulations in North America. That's kind of restricted their business expanded to the global markets. Um, but uh they, they at least they provide an entry point for lots of crypto users who are without think about it, without the Coinbase, like uh like most people don't have the way to 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 purchase any cryptos, right? That's why exchange is so important. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Binance is doing very good. And uh we know a lot of friends and a lot of team members from Morgan Stanley, we know each other. And we we keep a very good relationship, and uh, they provide a a lot of different services, right? They have a spot markets, they have the future markets, they have margin, they have uh, they have uh, they have wallets. So they kind of spread them out uh, to do almost everything they can, and uh, they it's uh, they give a lot of uh, uh, positive uh, impact to attitude to this industry, give a lot of people a lot of belief. Uh, They they are doing a very good job.
0: I agree. I very agree that both those companies are doing tremendous things to push crypto forward. And lastly, if if this is the first podcast someone just getting into this
2: space had heard, what would you want them to know? So the blockchain and the cryptos. So fiat counters is not the only thing and um, lots of like uh, legacy uh, financial problem, there's a, there's a potential solution in the crypto world. And um, I think that a lot of people keep saying that Bitcoin becomes zero and never happened and will never ever happen. And I think that uh, technology and innovation, could provide a better solution than just to enforce regulations.
0: Well said. Jack, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us the down low on futures markets and also telling us uh, you know, just what's going on over there in Singapore and giving the rest of us here in uh, North America and Europe uh, a ray of hope for the near future. Uh, we look forward to having you on the show again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank
2: you, Aaron.